Good morning. Happy Monday. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Today is Monday, the 20th of November. Happy Turkey Week. Gobble, gobble. We've got lots to be excited about. Javier Malay, the first libertarian to be elected president of a country in history, was elected last night. Let's give him two rounds of applause, maybe three. Lots of reason to be excited, and all the right people are mad as hell about it this morning. Oh, they're sad. They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Don't worry. This is Turkey Week. Rooster, you've got a reprieve. <laughs> it's the Gobble Gobble this week. We've got a great show for you today. Of course, I've got all of the best in Javier Malay clips this morning. You're going to have to bear with me because there's going to be a lot of translation because this guy speaks a lot of Espanol and there's a lot of curse words. So please forgive. There might be some bad words getting dropped this morning, but I don't think you care. I think you're ready for some freedom. Viva la libertad. Carajo. It's going to be a spicy show this morning, so maybe we can cool it off because I'm drinking some delicious Martha's Mint coffee this morning. Oh, God, it's delicious. Enjoying some amazing Founding Flavors coffee sold exclusively at AP4LibertyShop.com. You know what? I should start a Founding Flavors franchise in Argentina. What do you say this morning? Because... Javier Milady is planning on dollarizing their economy, and that made some, even some libertarians are kind of mad. Oh, he's New World Order. Oh, 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 oh. oh I just I just love it. It's it feels like such a big victory, not just for liberty in total, but a personal moral victory for Javier Malay and myself in this one, because down the line, Javier Malay is an Austin Peterson kind of libertarianism, which you love to see. It's been so the last 24 hours, I just, I could barely sleep last night. I was so excited about it. Couldn't wait to do the show this morning. I was like smiling all the way into work. Usually since I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I'm like, Ugh, kind of slug, like a slug leaving a slime trail as I come into the office at 5 a.m., right? But not this morning. It was like, happy go lucky. It's so easy. Happy go lucky. Uh, yatta, yatta. Everybody remember that song, that viral song? All right, Austin, shut up. Let's move on. Hey, before we do though, do me a favor, click that like button. Do it for Millet. Do it for Millet. Do it for Argentina. Cry for me, Argentina. Uh, do it for Javier Millet. Click that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you know what's good for you so you can come back and join us here on the Wake Up America show. Every Monday through Friday, we stream this show live. It's a great way to start your day. So when you click that subscribe button, you'll be able to find us again. Of course, I'm AP for Liberty. Uh, and make sure that you click that subscribe button so you can come back and join us again. We've got so many exciting guests and topics for you today. We're going to be uh, speaking to Chris Spangle this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Chris Spangle from We Are Libertarians. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the Javier Malay victory, uh, what it means for libertarians here in the United States. So make sure that you stick around to hear from Chris Spangle, uh, who will be joining us again in a, about 25, 30 minutes from now. So we're looking forward to hearing from Chris. At 8 o'clock this morning, we're going to hear from John Miltimore. I mean, Javier is an economista. So let's hear from the Foundation for Economic Education that shares his views here in the United States. John Miltimore will be joining us here, and I want to talk to him a little bit. I want to talk turkey and taxes. Gobble, gobble.
We'll hear from John Miltimore at 8 o'clock this morning on the Wake Up America show. And then did you see the new January 6th footage that got dropped by the incoming Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson? Some of the stuff is pretty damning. And Senator Mike Lee of Utah has actually called for a new investigation uh, into the events surrounding January 6th. Guess what? We've got Mr. January 6th himself joining us here on the show today. It's a really big show. We've got the shaman, the America shaman himself joining us on the show. Good God. Could the Wake Up America show be any more relevant or any more awesome? How are you not subscribed to this show yet? You haven't? You're out of your mind. Make sure you click that subscribe button and come back and join us again every Monday through Friday here on the Wake Up America show. And of course, you can text us with your opinions on what's going on in the world. If you think there's anything that I've missed, you can send us a text at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586 is the text line. Make sure when you do that, that uh, you are uh, programming us into your phone so you know when to hit us up. Uh, You can hit us up anytime, night or day. All right. Basically, I've set up the show now. You know what we're going to be talking about. Are you ready for some fun? Are you ready to have some fun? Now, here's the thing. Here's the quick caveat to all of this. Before we get started, before I start playing all these based and red-pilled Javier Malay clips, please understand that the Wake Up America show is not just a live video talk show, but we are also an audio podcast that I cut later and upload for people who like to listen at their own leisure, which means that since this is going to be a lot of this speaking in Spanish, I will be speaking over some of these clips while the Spanish will bring under. There might be a little bit of audio differentials between some of these clips. There's not a lot I can do about that because I don't have a sound engineer who can fix these things on the fly. I'm doing every, I'm spinning every GD plate there is this morning as I try and do this to accommodate both of my audiences. So please forgive me if there's some audio challenges or if you're like, oh my God, Austin, the, you know, you're speaking over something that's too loud. I can't hear you, I can't hear him. I'm gonna do my absolute best this morning, please forgive. Uh, But let's go ahead and before we do, let's enjoy the headlines this morning, because before we start with the video clips, let me just read to you. Here we go. If you type in Javier Malay over on the uh, news search, you can see I love seeing the the different headlines from the different news sites. CNN, far right outsider Javier Malay wins Argentina's press. That's probably the kindest headline that I've seen from the left this morning. CNN, they're calling him far right, which they, of course, to them, it, that's a, a a dog whistle for the left to say, you know, fascist, Nazi. He's uh, he's uh, you know, he's a terrible person. He's Trump-like. These are some of the descriptions that we hear about him. He's Trump-like. The the best description I've heard of him this morning is that he's like Ron Paul for policy, but Donald Trump in behavior. Which, honestly, I think sign me up. You love to see it. BBC says the same thing. Argentina's far-right outsider wins presidential election. I'm going to go ahead and scooch that over my face so we can actually see it. Javier Malay crushes Argentine left, says Fox News, becomes world's first libertarian head of state. Oh, God, you love to see it. Washington Post, Argentina's new president is Trump-like libertarian Javier Malay. (laughs) It's me. It's me. It's just like me. Politico says populist Javier Malay prevails in Argentina's presidential runoff. NPR, far-right populist Javier Malay, elected president of Argentina. You'll love to see it. Reuters, with the boring headline, from TV pundit to the presidency. 
Hmm, TV pundit to the presidency. I wonder if I'll... <laughs> How dare you? You love, shut up, Greta. We're all having a great day. Time magazine with the hit piece out nice and early. Javier Malay's canine cabinet. Argentina president-elect seeks counsel from dogs. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> so his dogs are actually named after uh, uh, Austrian economists. I think he, I know one of his dogs' name is Friedman after Milton Friedman, but I think another one is named Rothbard, and I can't remember who the third one is, but they're all named after prominent libertarians. I think the, at least two out of three are, which I think is hilarious. You love to see it. Uh, the Economist is mad. Uh, Argentina's election result is the worst of all positive, uh, worst of all possible election outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, you you love to see it when the statists and the socialists are mad and, and the anti-Semitic liver anarcho-capitalists are like, oh, he wasn't a perfect libertarian or anything because he's fly, you know, he's been supporting Israel over the last few weeks. He says that they're going to move their embassy, Argentina's embassy to Jerusalem. You love to see it. Who's mad? Who's mad? Uh, and anti-Semites mad. Uh, National socialists hardest hit. Uh, let's see what AP News says. Millet echoes Trump with fraud claims that inject uncertainty into Argentina's presidential runoff. So this is how they were going to get ahead of the um, possibility of election fraud. So AP published this before Javier Millet actually won the presidency. So they're trying to tie him to Trump uh, to make him sound bad to people. This is the Associated Press, which, by the way, the Associated Press is a leftist news outlet, if you didn't know. They are the most, like, I guess, transparently, like, fake news leftist organization that operates as an objective news source. I have to go over here because I'm, I'm kind of covering my face. Objective news source, if you will, here. NPR, radical libertarian populist. ABC News with a great headline, The Lion, the Wig, and the Warrior. Who is Javier Malay, Argentina's president elect? <laughs> They call him the lion, uh, and they say wig, but that's his real hair. He does kind of look like Austin Powers there, which is kind of cool. You love to see it. The headlines are hilarious. Uh, Argentina elects far-right, chainsaw-wielding Javier Malay as president. That's Politico from the European Union. Argentine libertarian pledges new political era. Oh, God, you love to see it. I'm as hard as a diamond in an ice storm right now. <laughs> And the Wall Street Journal, Javier Malay, a self-described anarcho-capitalist, is elected president of Argentina. Good God, yes. I've been battling with uh, anarcho-capitalists over the last few weeks. And they, one of them last night was like, Austin, oh, so you like anarcho-capitalists now? I'm like, yeah, I like anarcho-capitalists anarcho who aren't anti-Semites. <laughs> yes, yes. God, it's a beautiful day for liberty. You guys ready for some... Uh, for some clips, huh? You guys ready to see some clips of Javier? Oh, 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 oh. oh my God. We're going to have an awesome show today. I can't wait. 546 people watching. Hell yes. Click the like button and subscribe. And let's have some fun. This beat is sick. I want to take a ride on Javier's. <laughs> All right, let's get some clips, AP. Shut up. You're not funny. Let's move on. Here they are, the Argentinians Vamos! celebrating in the streets. You can see this is uh, from their rally. Malay the wins. The, the legend. 
This is from above the crowds last night. I knew some of these people who were there in the crowd. Have we got a Bitcoin president with a beautiful... Bitcoin president. Orange Bitcoin sunset. Mm, beautiful. I love to see it. Uh, we will be talking about Javier Malay's policies. He's promised to dollarize their economy. He's promised to allow competing currencies. He's promised to end their central bank. He's promised to slash nearly every government program that they have. I mean, he's an economist. He's a brilliant man, and he's an excellent speaker. He's promised to take a chainsaw to government. Now, I'm going to start playing some of these clips of him. Please understand, again, these are in Spanish, and I will be translating. So, uh, And uh, unfortunately, there will be fairly explicit some bad words, but too bad today's the day. Uh, today's not the day for the puritanical prudes who can't take a little bit of bad words. Okay, here we go. He says, you can't give shit leftards an inch. She says, can you define shit leftist? All collectivists, all kinds of collectivists. But why do you call them shit, she asks. <laughs> because they are shit. If you think differently from them, he says, they'll kill you. This is the point. You can't give shit leftists an inch. If you give them an inch, they will use it to destroy you. You can't negotiate with lefthards. You don't negotiate with trash. They will end you. <laughs> and since we are so much better than them, since we are defeating them in the cultural battle, we're not only superior economically, we're morally superior, we're aesthetically superior, yes, we're better than them at everything, and it triggers them. <laughs> and since they can't beat our arguments and ideas peacefully, they use the repressive apparatus of the state to try to destroy us, with taxpayer money to influence public opinion, and yet they're still losing. <laughs> you understand? They're losing. They're desperate. Shit leftists are losing the cultural war. Oh, my God. I need a cigarette after that first one. Good God. If you love that and you haven't done it already, make sure you click that like button and subscribe to the channel. And thank you to Rumble.com for featuring us on the front page. We are aesthetically superior over here at rumble.com check out these guns aesthetically superior are we not beautiful i mean look at me a right-wing libertarian don't my politics just make me just even a little bit more attractive i mean i'm a solid six and a seven on a good day but doesn't the fact that i'm like a javier Millet libertarian doesn't that give me like doesn't that make me a, a more like a like a like a soft eight wouldn't you say <laughs> We are aesthetically superior. Yes, we are. All right. Next clip. Now, this one's fun. I love this one, too, where he talks about what he's going to do with all of his plans for the government of Argentina. So you got to slow down, calm down. Listen, you got to breathe, got to breathe, got to get through this. We got uh, Chris Spangle joining us here in 15 minutes to uh, talk a little bit about Javier Millet. Here's his plans for all of the government agencies in Argentina. Take a look at this. Ministry of Sports and Tourism, out. Ministry of Culture, out. Ministry of the Environment and Sustainable Development. Oh, you know that the leftists are mad about that one. Shut up, Greta. How dare you? Out. Ministry of Women, Genders and Diversity. Out. <laughs> that evil laugh button is going to get a lot, a lot of traction this morning. Don't forget, too, you can text the show at 573-319-1586. Listen to this. Ministry of Public Works. 
out. Even if you resist, oh man, Ministry of Science, Technology and Innovation. Out. Ministry of Labor, Employment and wait, 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 In Employment and Social Security. Whoa, was a brave man. Out. Ministry of Education, Indoctrination, he calls it. Out. Ministry of Transport, out. Department of Transportation, you're getting rid of the hall. Eat that, Pete Buttigieg, with a side of rice. I love, you love to see it. The thievery of politics is over, he says. Long live, damn liberty, yes! Oh my God, you love to see it. You love to see it. It's our libertarian moment, says Jennifer Calbine. You're damn right it is. The libertarian movement did come. It just, it had to come a little bit south of the border. Liberty for all of America's. You love to see it. Wouldn't you like to see Donald Trump get elected next year and those guys work together? Uh, Javier Malay, for those of you who don't know, I sat, actually sat down for an interview with Tucker Carlson and laid out some of his plans and his thoughts. Um, I'll have to uh, translate for Javier Malay. Uh, Carlson is speaking in English. Donald Trump is running for president in the United States, as you know. What advice would you give him? En contra del socialismo. He says he should continue his fight. Con su lucha en contra del socialismo. Socialism. Porque es uno de los pocos que entendió que la pelea es contra el socialismo. Es contra los estatistas. Y he understood perfectly that the generation of wealth comes from the private sector. The state does not create wealth. The state destroys it. The state can give you nothing because it produces nothing. So I'd say. If I could humbly offer advice, lugar, lo, lo único all que I could say would be to double down on his efforts en la misma in the same direction, de las ideas defending de la the ideals of freedom de no darle and refusing to give an inch to the socialists. Los... Oh. Guys, we got to get Donald Trump reelected next year. And I know some of you are thinking, but there's a primary. This person might win. That person might win. Okay, possibly, right? If it's Ron DeSantis, fine. If it's Rivek Ramaswamy, great. But if it's Donald Trump, and we think it probably is going to be Donald Trump, we need Donald Trump to come back. We need him to be president again and get Joe Biden and the left out of there. Think about this. A global or a, a hemispheric co-prosperity sphere, sphere. Think of it like this. North America, South America, investment traveling between the United States and Argentina and, and Americans in the United States seeing how wonderfully a libertarian who is in charge can see, can oversee the affairs of a country by essentially making Calvin Coolidge cool again, a government that does less. That government which governs least governs best. Welcome to the show. Nice to see you all. Pittsburgh kid, 55. First time I've seen you here. Welcome, friend. We hope that we can earn your subscribe to the channel today here at rumble.com slash AP4Liberty. If you're just tuning into the show, we'd love to have you click like and subscribe and come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America show. If you come back and join us every Monday through Friday, you're going to love hanging out here and making friends with great people like Maria Edenbo, who's back on the channel. Nice to see you again. 
Andy Opperman here as well. Billy Club says this guy has massive cojones. Hell yes. <laughs> nice to see you, Billy Club. I love seeing new friends and faces. A lot of times we don't always get featured on the front page of rumble.com. So if it's your first time here watching us today, make sure before you leave that you do subscribe so that you can come back and join us here on the show. It's a great way to start the day. Make friends learn about freedom, and hear about what's happening in the world. Let's hear some more from Javier Millet. I think that the big problem in Argentina is a cultural problem. This is an interesting conversation. This is a society infected by socialism. And what we need to achieve is to remove socialism from people's minds. And the main promoters of these ideas are the politicians. Take a look at Graciela Camaño's statements. She's supposed to be one of the best leaders in Argentina. Do you know who they're against? Against the libertarians. Us. Because we libertarians are the only ones who dare to confront the politicians and tell them they are not the solution, that they are the problem. The politicians are a sort of sociopaths who want to make, want to make us believe that we are mentally invaded and in, invalid in every sense because we cannot live without them. This is good stuff. But in reality, those who cannot live without us are them. In other words, if the country were divided between those who produce on one side and those who don't on the other, the king politicians, the syndicalists, the whole bunch of parasites that would sink, they would sink and die. Oh, this is good. Let's separate Argentina into northern Argentina and southern Argentina. You know, those of us who are willing to work to go to the poorest part of the country, we'll leave Vaca Muerte, Muerta for them. Even if they end up with everything, these rats will sink because they're useless. On the other hand, those of us who produce and know how to make a living will thrive. We are decent people, hardworking people. And we don't advocate for envy, hatred, theft, or unequal treatment under the law. God, this is good. The abomination of social justice is the most unjust thing that exists because it means stealing the fruits of someone's labor and giving them to others just because I feel like it. God, this is good. And in that whole process, not only do they destroy the economy, they impoverish people. From 1970 to now, the size of the state tripled and the number of poor people multiplied by six. God, this is good. Good morning to the 1,126 people watching us live. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless Argentina. We're here celebrating live the election of Javier Millet, the first libertarian president in world history. So you're going to hear me hitting that applause button a lot this morning. Hope you don't mind. If you're joining us here for the first time today, we'd love it if we could earn a like on the channel and a subscribe from you so you can come back and join us here on the show every Monday through Friday. If you hang out in the Rumble chat, the live chat this morning, you're going to make a lot of friends, a lot of friends who love the Wake Up America show, who love economic freedom and personal liberty. If you like Javier Malay, basically think of this as the Javier Malay show. We fight for economic freedom and personal liberty the exact same way that Javier Malay does. So if you like this, um, uh, Pittsburgh Kid is asking what city this show is from. Uh, the city, uh, I live in Jefferson City, Missouri. So from the capital of Missouri which if I know we might have some international people, Pittsburgh kid, you're probably from the United States. You probably know where Jefferson City is. But for people around the world who might be tuning in this morning, uh, Jefferson City, Missouri is right in the heart, the center of the United States, the center of Missouri, uh, and the center of it all. Let's continue here with Javier Malay's clip. He says, 
And you know who the only ones who really prospered were? The politicians. He says, so you know what? If you want to stay in this country, you have to identify the enemy, and the enemy is politicians. We have to go after the politicians. They are our enemies. They are the ones dragging us into poverty. They are the ones who prospered with this whole idea of social justice and income redistribution. The real income redistribution was from what we produced to the political parasites. God, that is so hardcore. That is so freaking hardcore. Libertarianism was born to free us from the oppressive rulers. Let's say this caste we have is like the monarchs. They don't even see the need to inherit. They're the same ones who were here in 2001. None of these thieves left. They all stayed. And there are more because they multiply. They bring in their relatives. They bring in their mistresses' families, and it grows and grows. The pockets of those who produce become smaller and smaller. It can't be that in a country the parasites of politics do better than the productive people. You shouldn't do better by being a political parasite who produces nothing. Oh, so good. And only causes harm when you do something. Because every time the state intervenes, it creates what's called the state's failure, you see? Look at this. The plans against poverty made people even poorer. That's the Argentine case. God bless it. God bless Argentina. And God bless America. I need a cigarette after that, folks. It's going to be a great morning this morning. We've got incredible content and terrific guests. I'm going to be joined here in just a few minutes by Chris Spangle. But before we do, for those of you who love capitalism like Javier Malay, I'm drinking my own special brand of Martha's Mint uh, Founding Flavors Coffee from AP4Liberty.com. If you haven't tried my delicious coffee, today's a great day to do so. Remember, it is free shipping. So when you see the price and you're like, Hey, that's more expensive than what I pay for other brands. Remember, it's ultra premium coffee, number one. And number two, uh, once you factor in the shipping from other coffees that you might buy online, we're actually just a little bit cheaper. Uh, and if you haven't tried it, I think you're going to love it. It is a terrific coffee. Today's Martha's Mint is what I'm drinking. I put a little chocolate sauce in it this morning. It's so friggin' good. Drizzle, nice little bit of sweetness there with the mint, peppermint. Oh, 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 so good. You can get it exclusively at apforlibertyshop.com. And just an FYI, the Martha's mint flavor is seasonal. So after Christmas time, this goes away. So get in an order for it today. Thomas's Painkiller is my favorite go-to of all of the Founding Flavors brands. Check them out at ap4libertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, apforlibertyshop.com. I'm the writer, producer, director of the show. I don't have anybody to like run the board or anything or to get guests in for me. So I have to go to a commercial break so that I can go and get them on the Zoom channel, get them on the show. So please forgive me. I'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Don't go away. I'll be back with Chris Spangle to talk more about Javier when we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. I don't go to church, says Javier Malay. I go to synagogue. I don't follow a priest. I follow my rabbi. I learned Torah, he says. I'm internationally known as a friend of Israel and as someone who learns Torah. I'm almost Jewish. So he's not a Jew. He's Jewish. Very funny. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Wake Up America show. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. Thank you very much to Rumble.com for featuring us on the front page today. 1,400 people watching. That's insane. 
What are you trying to do? Make me a success here? Are you trying to make libertarians all over the world successful? Javier Malay wins in Argentina. Austin Peterson wins in the United States. God bless America. We want libertarians to win, and so does my next guest, Chris Spangle. He's joining us live right now. He was the founder of We Are Libertarians, and he's the host of the Chris Spangle Show, and he's a very prolific podcaster as well. Good morning, Chris. Hey, AP. Thanks for having me. Hey, all right. Your reaction to the first anarcho-capitalist libertarian president ever in history? So I was talking to my wife before I came on, and she and I are very alike politically, which is partly why our marriage works so well. And she said, you know, I'm partly over the moon, over the top excited, and also very scared. <laughs> and I, I guess that kind of sums it up for me because uh, I love seeing our ideas win. This is obviously the biggest victory I think that an ANCAP in, has ever had in history. Uh, and I think that it's great to see somebody who is a pure libertarian, not, you know, the most libertarian president we ever had in Donald Trump was nonsense. This guy is a true believer, reads Rothbard, reads Hayek, you know, is a libertarian economist. He is uh, somebody that understands our ideas inside and out, has been very active in the libertarian movement in Argentina for over a decade. Um, this guy's the real deal. So it's very exciting to see somebody who has a philosophical foundation like ours win. But as a libertarian for 20 years, I think, you know, I don't know many normal ANCAPs <laughs> and, and I see these clips of him and I go, there's what's what's up with this guy. Uh, and then, you know, his vice president is basically uh, a borderline fascist. So and isn't a true believer in the ideas. So there, there's things that kind of make me nervous. But, you know, you've got to you can't. You got to throw caution to the wind sometimes, right? When you're at 124% inflation. Well, yes, for sure, right? And he's talked about things. I mean, he, he may call himself an anarchist. But he's an anarchist in the streets, a minarchist in the sheets. Because, <laughs> because he wants to dollarize the economy. He wants to bring American investment down into Argentina. He wants to prevent the uh, central banks from taking hold down there. And, and he wants to uh, essentially allow people uh, in the United States to invest there and to bring lift up the poor and poverty, which we've seen what's happened to the peso. If you've seen anything at all about the Argentinian economy, they're in the dumpster. And this is something that that's a practical step that might actually take them to the next level. But speaking of borderline fascists, actual fascists here in the United States are very upset. One, because he wants to dollarize their economy. Two, because he's very pro-Israel and says that he wants to become a Jew. Um, based in red pilled uh, chris he's basically my kind of libertarian i mean i'm not a jew but i do love seeing nazis and fascists get very angry about that because it's quite entertaining to me and quite hilarious so i and i also saw that some like quote unquote anarcho capitalists were saying well he's not perfect last night yeah, of course you, right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i had a guest on i had a guest on in late october to kind of explain who this guy was he's an argentinian libertarian i wish i had his name off the top of my head here um, but he was a great guest and he he's down there and he said he had been blocked by Javier Malay uh, about a month before the interview. So he's a true libertarian if he's blocking other libertarians. Uh, that's just how it goes. Yeah, I I don't know if you want to keep on Malay or, or talk about the reaction, but I, I guess I've never been more disturbed at. Uh, I guess I don't understand, you know, uh, 
what do you think America was doing in Fallujah, for instance, right? But you didn't see the world's streets and our streets light on fire saying all Americans must die and American preschools overseas had to have full-time guards. Uh, the anti-Semitism and the reaction to anything Jewish at this point is extremely disturbing. And, you know, I've had people in my audience say, you know, we have our kids going to a daycare and we have armed security. Do you think we should continue that? And I am the least, I'm one of the most optimistic people you'll ever see. And I'm I'm like, eh, it's not as bad as you think. And in this case, I was like, no, you got to keep that security on until this is out of the news at the very least. It's It's very frightening right now. Yeah, it's been wild ever since the October 7th attack. I, I have been sort of chronicling for years. I've been uh, um, talking about the uh, the sort of uh, dark underbelly uh, of the liberty movement that for some time has sort of flirted with fascism. We did see uh, uh, a number of years ago, there was this, uh, I forget his name, uh, I think, oh yeah, Christopher Cantwell, right, who was like a prominent libertarian activist in New Hampshire liberty circles for a time. Uh, and then he became like a libertarian activist. And then all of a sudden he's the crying Nazi of New Hampshire. And then he turns into a federal informant because there is this flirtation with fascism. And as you say, I don't know anything about Javier Millet's vice presidential pick. Right. But there is this sort of flirtation with fascism that happens on the fringes uh, of the libertarian movement where you'll see people like Cantwell pop up, get a following and then, you know, suddenly you know suddenly they turn into feds yeah there's two two entrances there right there is the anti-war wing which from both the left and the right you know i was involved uh, i got invited to be a part of this group probably four or five years ago and uh it was a lot of activists uh who were progressive activists and it was very clear that this is a bad group to be in <laughs> now one of those groups that if your name's on the roll and you run for office you're going to be in trouble because it was Clearly a very pro-Palestine, anti-Israel, at all costs, no matter what type group. And they were all more progressives. But then, you know, on the right, obviously, it's it's not as much the anti-war stance that kind of brings anti-Semites into libertarianism. It's in the Fed. It's really the the rehashed versions of the elders of the Protocols of Zion that were basically designed by the Russian secret security in the late 1800s, early 1900s as a way to discredit liberals in Russia who were trying to liberalize the Russian economy, liberalize Russian society. And Jews were at the forefront of that in Russia. And so during the time of what you see in Fiddler on the Roof, you had a lot of pogroms and the uh, czar was not necessarily for it, Nicholas II. And he, his, uh, his monarchist advisors basically concocted the elders of the protocols of Zion, which was this adaptation of a French um, conversation with Satan, basically. And the elders of the protocols of the elders of Zion is this fictional document that talks about the world Jewish conspiracy and how they're using liberalism to take over. And it was obviously popularized by Henry Ford here in America. Later, he regretted it. It was popularized by um the nazis Uncle and, hitler <laughs> and and which was then pushed into muslim society history mm -hmm. impossible is this great history podcast that has kind of a great series on that and what it basically says is that jews jews run the world they control everything you can't trust them look at their behavior they're awful and it is the foundation upon which all of these other conspiracy theories this top-down mentality that so much of the libertarian movement has is that 
they're controlling you. How often do you see a tweet in the liber- from a libertarian and you go, but who's they? Right. Let's dig back. Right. To who's right. They. It's always it. Not all anti-Zionists are anti-Semites, but all anti-Semites are anti-Zionists. And for yeah. a long time, that's what they would always say is they'd say they wouldn't call him a Jew. They would say anti. They would say Zionist. He's a Zionist. He's for, he's a right. he's a Zionist. But we knew what they really meant. Chris, real quick, let me reset for those who might just be tuning in, wondering who the hell these guys are when we've got one thousand five hundred people watching us live. They may be like, who are these guys and what the hell are they talking about? Good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. I'm speaking to Chris Spangle. He's the host of the Chris Spangle Show and founder of the We Are Libertarians podcast. We're talking about the election of Javier Malay in Argentina and some of the intimate details surrounding the libertarian movement, not just in Argentina, but here in the United States. So then, Chris, would you say that when you saw that Javier was out there you know, celebrating um, uh, Israel and their right to self-defense. Did that give you like a glimmer of hope that, that essentially that he's rejected the, the, like the darker side of the movement it, it, to some, to some sense? I don't know. I mean, he's running around with chainsaws screaming the C word on TV. Like I, there's, there's plenty that's here awesome. that gives me pause. That's yeah, awesome. I know. I know you think it's awesome, but like at a certain, that's been the big debate in Argentina is it, it why are we electing a guy that cusses? Right. So it's very similar to what we have here, which is, you know, uh, the the New Hampshire tweets. Right. Like, is this the appropriate way to get attention? The reality about Javier cursing in Spanish, does it really count? No, no. I mean, (laughs) bonus points if you have a sandal in your hand, a chancla. But but yeah, the the reality is Javier Malay is not just getting attention because he curses and calls leftists the C word. He worked for a major um, media mogul, basically the an Argentinian version of Rupert Murdoch. And he's been on television for he was their chief economist. He was then the TV network's chief economist. He started out as a monitorist and a big uh, Friedman guy and then became an Austrian economist. And so he's a guy who not only has the backing of the people he says he's going to end their power, Right. He has the power of the media behind him. He has a very dialed in view of what works in terms of getting media attention. This guy has real chops, right? He's, but you say that like it, it's, it's a bad thing. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing necessarily. I think it's something that we all need to be aware of. Like if you're looking at it going, I'm just going to run for office and scream the C word and people will elect me. You also have to have a bunch of money and a bunch of experience behind you. And uh, you, so what it's you're not saying is the so you're saying American, right. So you're saying American libertarians need to also have the chops behind them and not just think, oh, I can get a chainsaw and say bad words on TV and I'm going to get elected, you know, a congressman. Right. here. This guy has been going and networking and building a huge network of people for over a decade in Argentina. He's been going to groups on the right, on the left, all around trying to build a coalition And so it's not the flash necessarily that got him the attention that kind of brought in people in the election, but he had a huge base of support. And you do that by being a normal person, networking and reading Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. I love it. I I, I mean, you're right. He's got the chops. He's got an uh, economics degree. He understands the principles. He's got the bona fides. He is uh, great on TV. He's interesting. He's a character. He's entertaining. He does say bad words. Maybe that's not the best, but it definitely worked out for him. I mean, South America is not the same as North America. They like different things down in Argentina than they would prefer here in the United States. 
and I know you're not the biggest Donald Trump fan, but I will say that in 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 Trump's defense, that uh, Donald Trump has a lot of those same showman qualities that helped him to win the election. Do you think that it's possible Donald Trump could be reelected next year? All the polls and all everything that we're seeing right now seems to show that's a real possibility, Chris. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the malinformed New York Times is saying he's the new Donald Trump and he's, you know, this is the smear, right, for people who don't know any better and they're just kind of paying attention. Like this guy actually has a philosophy undergirding him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think it does scare people in South America because anytime you get uh, such strong language, they've actually had military dictatorships in our parents' lifetime, including in Argentina in the late 70s, early 80s. You know, so it does frighten people in a way that it probably doesn't frighten us here. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I don't think he he has Pinochet vibes. But, you know, when you see the American media calling him the new Donald Trump, they don't really know what they're talking about because Donald Trump doesn't fundamentally have any kind of philosophy. Donald Trump is just tapping into anger. He's tapping into discontent. And that is part of what Javier Malay did as his shtick. I think it's shtick, right? He could actually be you know, this angry and waving chainsaws. But as a media figure, it's like, I don't I don't know that I buy that. Right. I'm a little suspicious of being a libertarian and a media member. I don't trust us. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, the difference between the two is Javier Malay tapped into that anger, tapped into like we're at like, what, 10 percent inflation. They're at 124, 130 percent inflation. They're not on hyperinflation yet, but they have every right to be extremely angry uh, and if you look at the map of Buenos Aires that the New York Times had on their website, for instance, it's the poor sections of Buenos Aires and the rural sections of Buenos Aires. And then the suburban sections were all for his opponent, who was the guy who has crafted the economic collapse. So no surprise that he didn't win. Uh, but, you know, I think when you look at Donald Trump, Donald Trump doesn't have a guiding philosophy. So if he gets into office a second time, it's going to be nothing but his pure vengeance it's not going to be about you and me. It's not going to be protecting the average guy. And they wave this magic wand and say, well, this will happen to you if you're ever in power. And it won't because you're a normal person who doesn't act this way. You haven't been sued 4,000 times by people because you're not a maniac. Um, but I think when you look at people's economic discontent, it is the most powerful motivator when people go into the ballot box to vote. And when you look at... Joe Biden's economic record, there isn't anyone looking around except for Paul Krugman going, things are really good right now. You know, uh, the staples that I buy are eight times, and I'm sure glad Donald Trump isn't president because I think the the right and Donald Trump himself have done a good job of kind of making people forget and disappearing the reality of his record, which is that the man initiated the lockdowns. He's the one who put Fauci on the podium podium. He's the one who hired the FDA and uh, 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 CDC's directors. He's the one who gave cover to Republican governors to shut down. He's the one who wrote three of the stimulus bills and passed two. He was the one that was mad at Nancy Pelosi for not having a bigger stimulus bill and wanted it to be bigger. And she said, no, he is the root of our discontent. Stop. stop. And Joe Biden (laughs) Biden has not helped this. You know, he passed the stimulus bill. Uh, inflation was caused by the infrastructure bill. Like, there's no doubt that Joe Biden has absolutely no positive record to run on when it comes to economics. But neither does Donald Trump. Chris, and I, it's, I it's, appreciate I appreciate that while you may go pee pee in our Coke, at least it's that uh, pee pee filled Coke that you're handing us and not Kool Aid. 
You are no Kool-Aid drinker, sure. That is no. for sure. Chris, do us a favor and plug where people can find you and learn more about you and your excellent work as the host of the We, uh, we Are Libertarians and Chris Spangle Show. Yeah, check out the We Are Libertarians podcast network. We have all kinds of different shows. Brian Nichols Show, Boss Hog of Liberty, uh, Liberty Explained, The Chris Spangle Show. You can follow us on Rumble. We just did a, an episode on the Nashville Manifesto. You can go check that out on Rumble exclusively because there's no way that was going to make it on YouTube. And you can find all my projects on chris-spangle.com. And guess what, Austin? I'm on BET every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Uh, and as part of Miss Pat Settles It. So uh, check out A Libertarian on BET, please. That's actually kind of awesome, Chris. We'll definitely do that. We'll check that out. Hey, thanks for getting up so early and being so generous with your time and, you know, for, for the pee-pee-filled Coke. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Look, somebody's got to tell you the truth. It's true. We appreciate that. Appreciate that very much, Chris. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Austin. Thanks very much, Chris Spangle. I like Chris Spangle so much because he tells it to you straight. He's not going to sugarcoat things. He's going to, you know, sort of leaven the bread a little bit, if you will. But as for me, I don't know. Maybe it's Tom. I'm going to give you just a little bit of Kool-Aid. We'll call it Martha's Mint Kool-Aid, the founding flavors. Got a little bit of Kool-Aid in there. I just am having so much fun seeing a libertarian win something for once, aren't you? Can't we just be happy for once? Can we dance the tango and enjoy a little bit of champagne? What's You know what? I'm a big fan of Argentine wine. I don't know about you. Do you guys like Malbec? Are you, are you Malbec drinkers? Because that, that's an Argentinian wine, right? Oh, yeah. Malbec is like my favorite wine of all the different types of wines there are. So, you know, oh, you know what? I've been thinking about starting a business down in Argentina ever since I heard the news. And that might be the business. I'm thinking maybe a wine business, a uh, maybe some grocery stores down there because now they're actually going to be able to afford to eat. And also, since Javier is pro gun, maybe we need to start some gun stores down there and gun ranges. You guys want to sell guns to Argentinians? <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. About 10 minutes from now, we're going to hear from John Miltimore. He's the managing editor of the Foundation for Economic Education. It'll be interesting to hear his take. But let's hear some more based and red pill takes from libertarian Javier Millet with his uh, conversation with Tucker Carlson. I will be translating from the Spanish. Donald Trump is running for president again in the United States, as you know. Oh, what we is- already played this clip uh, earlier. Excuse me. Where's my fresh Javier content? Oh, oh, you know what? Let's hear from, um, you know, speaking of base and red build, Vivek Ramaswamy responding to Javier's win last night. You guys know how I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like Vivek. I like Vivek. Let's hear what from Vivek what he had to say. Javier Malay won the Argentinian election. Good news, I would say. Finally, a guy who knows how to cut a bureaucracy or at least wants to. It's better than most. It's actually a staunch libertarian, somebody who understands the perils of government. You've got Argentina with 125% plus annual year-on-year inflation, economic stagnation. Liberate them. Right now, globally, you have this great reset, the disaster of institutional elites across transnational boundaries, shackling the countries through their transnational economic policies. And then you've got the great uprising in response that says hell no to that vision. Well, score one for the great uprising in Argentina. We need to bring that to the United States of America. And I wish him well. Tear down the bureaucracy, shut it down, revive your country, and we're going to see if we can't do the same thing here in the United States. God bless Vivek Ramaswamy. I like Vivek like a fat boy likes cake. That's hilarious, says Studio 314. 
Monday morning is definitely a good time for this Chris Spangle character. One listener texts in, or maybe I'm just grumpy. Now, John Miltimore, he's one cute potato. Have a good day, Austin. Very funny. (laughs) You can text the show, too, at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show anytime, night or day here um, on uh, the Wake Up America show at 573-319-1586. God, we've got so much stuff to talk about this morning. But first, I've got to ask you a favor. Can you do me a favor just real quick? Click that like button on the channel that you're watching us here at rumble.com and click subscribe as well. The Wake Up America show streams live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. This show is the passion project of me and my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie, who was so kind in allowing me to quit my job and to start a podcast and say, this is how I'm going to make a living. She's a social worker. I'm a podcaster. We love liberty together. And we've built this business around this show as a way to try and spread the ideas that we believe in and care about. If you find yourself in agreement with with me on the show and you're enjoying this content, subscribing to the channel is a great way to support the show. Coming back and joining us again every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time is also a great way to support the program as well. So if it's your first time here today, we'd love to have you come back and join us. Uh, I will be out Thursday and Friday for the Thanksgiving holiday this week, but of course, back on the Freedom Watch next week um, for our regular schedule. So it's going to be a great holiday season. I'm looking forward to seeing my mother-in-law, Wood Hippie. He texted into the show. He says, BS, Trump did more with everyone and everything against him. Biden has failed even with the help of CIA, FBI, social media, and media covering for him. Wood Hippie thinks his crap throwing on Trump is weak sauce, my last guest. He hasn't been president for three effing years, please. (laughs) Love it, Wood Hippie. You tell him. You tell him. I love that. You can text the show as well at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. We'd love to hear from you anytime, night or day on the show. Uh, does your guest actually think Trump was for us the first time? Question mark. Mark, I fell for that too originally. Not again. Interesting. Uh, Fox News this morning reporting that uh, the ha- Javier Malay crushes the Argentine left, becomes the world's first libertarian head of state. How can the current economy minister of a nation with 140% inflation and 40% living below the poverty line win a presidential election? It turns out he can't, at least not in Argentina. Libertarian outsider, congressman, and economist Javier Malay of the Liberty Advances Party won a decisive victory for the establishment's center-left candidate. That was the Peronista, Sergio Massa. For those of you who aren't uh, up to speed, for uh, but who might have heard of, uh, up to speed on Argentinian politics, but who might have heard of the movie Evita starring Madonna, for decades, the uh, left has destroyed the economy. Socialist left has destroyed the economy uh, of Argentina, mostly based around the, the principles of Eva and her husband, I believe Juan Perón, who were essentially the di- dictators of Argentina for a time and who uh, advanced their philosophy of socialism known as Peronism. So if you've ever saw the movie uh, Evita, which, of course, the left loves, and they lionize uh, the left in the United States and Hollywood loves socialism, especially South American socialism, like Chavez, Hugo Chavez, for example. They love communism. They love socialism. That's why they made that musical. Evita was to celebrate leftist socialism in Argentina. 
Anavita, of course, was one of its dictators. And so when you hear that song, don't cry for me, Argentina, the truth is I never left you, right? That is a song that is celebrate a celebration of socialism. That's what that musical and that movie is all about. But last night, socialism and Peronism took a fall, took a beating. You love to see it. You love to see it. And uh, there's so many wonderful things happening right now in the world in response. You love to see the, the responses that you're seeing from the election of Javier Malay last night. Um, just just giving me chills. I'm so thrilled. Let's uh, hear a little bit more from Javier Malay and what his uh, his thoughts are. Take a listen to this. I will be translating from the Spanish. He says, what madness are we living in? The madness of stupid political correctness. Where basically it's like saying, oh, if you do not recite cool socialism, or if you are not woke, then you are violent. You are a danger to democracy. Yeah, where have we heard that before? He says, come on, guys. Let's continue with this nonsense. And instead of being ranked 140th in the world ranking of GDP per capita, he says, we're going to be the largest shanty town in the world. God bless you, Javier. I especially like this point where he says the madness of stupid political correctness is saying, oh, if you don't recite cool socialism, if you're not woke, then you are violent. You are a danger to democracy. We've heard that here in the United States, and it's happening all around the world as well. This is this is what was triggering my buddy Chris Spangle earlier. Here he is with his chainsaw. Take a look at this. Yeah. Yes, uh, the lion of Argentina. <laughs> Ministry of Sports and Tourism out. Ministry of Culture out. Uh, he's, can you, uh, here comes some bad words. You can't give shit leftards an inch. Can you define shit leftist? <laughs> all collectivists, all kinds of collectivists, he says. But why do you call them shit, she asks. Because they are shit. Let's hear that again. Hold on. Let me see if I can say that. Everybody repeat after me. Wait a minute. One more time. Poco sono la mierda. 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 You guys want to hear from John Miltimore? All right, don't go away. I remember, I don't have a producer here for the show. It's just all me, all alone in the studio in cold Jefferson City, Missouri. But when I get back, I'm going to have an awesome guest from the Foundation for Economic Education. We're going to get his take on this. It might be a little different than our last guest. I think you're going to enjoy it. Don't go away. It's the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Are you guys in a good mood today? <laughs> Finally, some good news in the world. Isn't it a great, beautiful morning here to wake up, rise with the sun here on the Wake Up America Show, where we fight for economic freedom and personal liberty. And boy, if we got good news, Javier Malay becomes the first libertarian president in world history. Congratulations to Argentina. 
for the election of Javier Malay. We're very excited to have a great lineup of guests today here about 30 minutes from now. We're going to hear from America Shaman himself. Yeah, you guys know him, but the media called him the QAnon Shaman. After all of that new January 6th footage was released over the last week, Senator Mike Lee is now calling for a new investigation into the events surrounding January 6th. You love to see it. You're going to get tired of winning, he said. Well, I am not tired of winning yet. How about you? Stick around, of course, 30 minutes from now, we're going to hear from America's shaman himself. He's running for Congress as a libertarian. Maybe he'll become the next Javier Malay. You don't want to miss it. You guys know him. Remember when he had the big horns on top of his head there? He'll be joining us in 30 minutes. But before we do, every Monday, we love to have John Miltimore on the show. We call it Mondays with Miltimore. He's an editor-at-large for the Foundation of Economic Education. He's not wearing any crazy bullhorns. He's not going to pull out a chainsaw, but he is definitely one of us. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning, AP. I'm just glad I don't have to follow the, the shaman up, man. That would be a tough act to follow. For sure, John. So your reaction to the election of Javier Malay last night? Hey, I, I couldn't be more excited. I, I was cautiously optimistic, you know, but if, if you look, this is a surprise. Betting market polls, you know, they, they were not giving Malay much of a chance. He was in, in you know, low 30 percent, um, you know, which is why I was kind of cautious. I said, even if he doesn't win, it, it'll send a good message. You know, I was trying to find the silver lining because I was kind of expecting him to lose. He didn't just win. He crushed it. He, he got I think he's pushing 56 percent of the vote right now. Um, this is it, it's huge. You know, um, th this guy's the real deal. Um, he's an Austrian economist. He's a real libertarian. Um, we've been hearing all these comparisons to Donald Trump because he's a populist, yada, yada. Um, I don't like those comparisons too much. I think they're, they're too different because I, I do think Malay is grounded. He's a very principled guy and he's a very, you know, he has an ideology. I don't, I don't think Trump really has an ideology. Um, but, but Malay, th that comparison works in one way. Malay can expect the Trump treatment. Um, he's going to be treated like the threat that, that Trump was. Trump, Trump was an outsider like Malay. He wanted to, to do things his own way. He wasn't proposing anything as radical as Malay. Malay is. Malay, and again, things in Argentina are very different. You have 40% of the population in poverty. You have inflation, you know, annualized over 140%. Um, things are much worse in Argentina than they are than they are here. But that could be an opportunity for Malay. Yeah, it kind of is the opportunity because when people are desperate, they're going to look for solutions, radical solutions that are the complete opposite of what they've been doing for so long. And Argentina has been socialist for a very long time, has it not? Oh, 100% going back to, to the Peron days, which, you know, I, I, like if you want to, are they, were they socialist? Were they fascist? You know, um, it, it's kind of hard to tell. Peronism is a weird, weird system kind of built around Perón, which is, you know, the, the one thing the left had a, had a point with was, was, was kind of like Trumpism a little bit in the sense that you're building an, ideo an ideology around a person, right? And that's that Peronism was that, but it was all kinds of government intervention and labor unions. And it, it was really a spoil system built around, you know, the personalities of Juan Perón and Evita Perón. Um, Malay is, is, is really attacking all of that. And he's not doing it like, like Republicans are over here. He's, you know, like saying, oh, we gotta, we gotta cut healthcare or we gotta cut education. It, we're spending too much. He's talking about, about abolishing departments. He's talking about, uh, getting rid of central banks. He's talking about things like legalizing, you know, 
organ sales. Like he's he he is a real libertarian. <laughs> he, he's 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 talking and 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 he's well schooled in it. You listen to him talk. Like he's not he's not a rambling libertarian um, that that just kind of goes off on his things. He understands these issues. But importantly, here, here's something I think libertarians can learn from. He's not just an ideological libertarian. Um, a lot of this stuff. Here's here's what's going to happen now. He's going to be president. He needs to build coalitions. He need he needs to he needs to get political, and he's shown already he can do that. Right? He he's if you look at this election cycle, he he was quick to make friends after enemies. He, he's doing all the right things. He's going to need to because winning an election. I don't want to say it's the easy part because it's hard, but 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 fixing things. It's not just about having the right ideas. You need to sell those ideas to the right people. And you need to be able to get the legislative branch. Argentina's system isn't exactly like ours, but it's mostly like ours. It's, it's you, you, you got your, your, your three branches of government. He's going to need to convince the legislature to get behind his policies. Um, but now is a good time to do that because things in Argentina are a mess. You know, and th this is the time where you can make radical reforms. Um, and, and fix things because, you know, like I said, 40% of the, of, of the people are in poverty over there. Um, you know, people want change. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. Nice to have you here. Click the like button and subscribe to the channel. We stream this show live every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. And it's a great way to start your day. If you're here to celebrate well, along with us, I'm celebrating the election of Javier Millet, the president, new president of Argentina, a hardcore libertarian economist. Uh, who is going to be taking power very soon. I'm speaking now to John Miltimore. He's the editor-at-large of the, um, of the uh, excuse me, editor-at-large at the Foundation for Economic Education, which is a libertarian nonprofit that fights for the exact same ideas as Javier Millet. So if you like me, you like this show, I think you'll like my current guest, John Miltimore, who's joining us now. John, socialism fails everywhere. It's been tried nowhere, perhaps. Um, a, a stunning example in the modern world, uh, as in Argentina. But do you think that the United States might actually take a lesson from what happens if Javier Millet is a success? Do you think that the United States might actually look at Argentina and say, hmm, maybe these libertarians do have some good, maybe the Foundation for Economic Education does have some good ideas. Like maybe this, his success might, might, might mean in part our success if we play our cards right. I think Americans will. I, I don't think the institutions will. And I think this is part of the problem. You have media institutions, you have other institutions like universities. Um, they're they're beholden to the government. Um, and they've already taken sides in this. They don't they don't want to see Argent, you know, Argentinians succeed. They they don't want to see this actually get fixed. Um, they they've made up their minds that the the best way to the, the world is is normal when it's run through progressive politics. When the government is making decisions, it creates a certain amount of order um, that they that they need. And so I don't expect this. You know, Argentina could. Oh, they spent decades building these problems. Even if the, during the next decade they started to, you know, GDP starts growing again, inflation is curved, all these things happen. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna see people embrace that over here among the the intelligentsia. Um, they're gonna they're gonna find excuses and say, well, there was already you know this was already coming down. It's sort of like the opposite of what we saw in Venezuela, right? If you go back about 10, 12 years, um, everyone was was crowing about Venezuela being a socialist success story, um, and it was that we they had finally made Venezuela uh, socialism work in, in in Venezuela, and then when it started to go to hell, 
instead of saying like, oh gosh, that's a cautionary tale, they say, wait, 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 it, it really wasn't socialism. Um, it was just strongman populism through Hugo Chavez and Maduro. It, it, it wasn't socialism um, at all. Like, and you can find the quotes out there. You can you can see prominent people that 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 were were singing the socialist praise that suddenly said, "Well, hold it, hold it." It actually wasn't real socialism. And if Argentina does get this fixed, you're going to see the same thing. They're going to make excuses. But all that said, Americans Americans can look and say, "Like, wow, look look at all the problems there." It is about free market capitalism can fix serious problems, and it can it can happen really fast. I'm seeing the news this morning the, about BRICS. I don't know how much you've been following this, but apparently um, Argentina now with the election of Javier Malay signals that they're not going to join this economic union against the United States. China uh, will uh, be joining BRICS. This is, uh, I, I'm not sure something you've been following that very much, but essentially they were trying to create this new economic power center against the United States and against the West. Argentina dropping out of that is a big win for us, is it not? Yeah, no, I, I, I've heard about this issue a little bit. I, I haven't looked at it closely, but I, we published some articles on it. Um, Malay's no dummy. Like, you know, like if you're going to enter into an economic alliance, like, like he, he knows the United States is, is going to be a, a better long-term partner than China. Um, and, and the truth is, uh, as bad as our system is, Malay still sees it, it's it's still very capitalist, right? Like like the United States has all kinds of problems. We can we can rattle those off, but it's still it's still far superior to China's. Um, and and it's good to see this happening because yeah, like like who knows what would have happened? I I have no idea what his opponent's position on this was. Um, you know, but 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 this is a win. But he wants to dollarize their economy, which has sort of triggered some of our hardcore libertarians who are like, the dollar's worthless, but my Argentinian, my Argentinian friends who are libertarians were tweeting at me last night. They're like, listen, if you leave the United States with a giant wad of cash, trust me, the dollar is not worthless. This could be really good for their economy. It is, and this is a complicated issue. You know, we had a couple Argentinian authors publish on this themselves. Um, and they took a similar approach. Like, like in the short term, I think dollarization does make sense. If you have 140% inflation, um, it's it's not working. You need to you need to think radical. And and the dollar does have its problems, but it's it's far superior and can fix a lot of the problems over there. We, you know, I have a colleague in Argentina right now, Maggie Anders, um, and and she posts every day like her money, um, like like people are buying as fast as they can because their money is becoming you know more worthless every day. Um, but as bad as it is, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, like she goes to the store and you see, oh, I, I just spent, you know, 30,000, um, you know, I, I, I forget pesos. the currency they're using. Is it pesos? Uh, uh, it, it's like, okay, well, that was actually $22. And, and for that, you know, like there's some goods you're getting at very cheap prices, you know, compare comparatively. So her money has a lot of power down there in Argentina. Um, but, but, there but the first problem Viagra. is they got to get this, they, they got to get this inflation <laughs> reined in and, and, the, and the dollar can do that. Um, short, short term, let's hope it depends on what our own, you know, federal reserve is going to be doing here the next couple of years. Um, but whatever it is, it's going to be superior to our, our Argentine. I'm optimistic, John. I'm thinking, I mean, here's the thing. If let's say, let's pie in the sky this for just a moment. Let's say that he's able to largely get his agenda passed. He's, he's able to evade the roadblocks that are going to be put, uh, in, in his way by the Peronistas, by the leftists that are still in the legislature there. Let's say he's able to get a largely libertarian agenda across. We're talking about gun rights. We're talking about businesses being able to get started without uh, uh, unfair uh, licensure and things like this. 
this might be a chance, and I mean, not to be like a heartless capitalist myself or anything, this might be our chance to go down south, open up some gun stores, and uh, grocery stores, and uh, and maybe, you know, maybe make a little bit of money down there. I hope he can get that agenda passed. Like, like, like that's where we have to start. I have no idea about the the current makeup of, you know, Argentina's legislative branch. Maybe some of this will be easy sales. I have a hunch it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. And we've seen it, you know, you, you, in the United States, you know, whether it's the left or the right, somebody wins power. Um, and then like, well, nothing changes because you actually have to, to build coalitions. You got to build consensus. You got to get majorities. All that's hard. Um, it's especially hard in the United States, though, I think, because you have all these special interests that are dug in and that are, you, there's, there's just whole other ecosystem of financing going on. People buying their, cur you know, their, their perks behind the scene that makes it hard. I'm not sure it's going to be quite as hard in Argentina. So I, I think there is, is a chance for real optimism. So hopefully we are opening gun stores here 18 months from now or a year from now. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, John Miltimore, he's an editor at large for the Foundation for Economic Education. Joining us now, we're talking to him about the election of Javier Malay, the first libertarian pr uh, elected president of a country in, I believe, world history. Uh, and we're uh, celebrating that right now and talking about some of the ins and outs. Are there any other key takeaways from this, uh, John? Anything uh, big picture stuff that you think is uh, worthy of bringing up? Maybe mentioning his very pro-Israel stance over the last few weeks, much to the chagrin of the anti-Semites? Yeah, I, I, ha I haven't actually looked at his foreign policy. I did see that, that you've commented on it. I just think people should not underestimate how big this is. You've said it in world history. Like, like I, don't think, I don't think we've ever elected any country ever has elected a, liber a genuine libertarian candidate like this. So this is, this is huge and, and it has the world's attention, but you know, like, here's the thing. I've seen all kinds of kooks clapping at me about, oh, he's a stooge for the World Economic Forum, yada, 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 <laughs> because he, he he did some advising for them. And I think that's a really stupid take to point out, okay, the guy was doing some economic advising for the World Economic Forum. You can't complain that the left has hijacked all the institutions and then attack someone for trying to get a voice in those institutions, right? Yeah. Like, like we, we have a duty. We want people like Belay advising the World Economic Forum. That's a good thing. Like, let's not attack him for that. He's singing all the right songs. Um, uh, he, th this is the, the the sky is the limit. Over the next, you know, several years, we're going to see can he can he make these changes? Um, if he does, we're going to have this great experiment of free market capitalism, where you saw a, a country on the road to serfdom, literally on the road to serfdom, that that can be turned around and it can happen quickly. It can happen quickly if they just embrace markets. And, and, and deregulate, start abolishing the right departments, free up the economy, and we will see change and we'll see it very fast. Love to see it. Uh, John Miltimore, editor at large at the Foundation for Economic Education. John, what do you want to say to our audience of thousands of people who are watching us live right now? Hey, just uh, check out our, all of our work on fee.org, F-E-E.org. Check out my Substack. It's, uh, it's called The Take on Substack. Um, I publish there mostly every day, but not quite every day. But uh, otherwise, yeah, tune in and, and stick around for the shaman. I'm going to be watching. Looking forward to that. John Miltimore, editor-at-large at fee.org. I read it every day, and so should you. Thanks for your time today. We appreciate you, John. John Miltimore. All right. Well, the Wake Up America show is brought to you in part by my friends at Lear Capital. Do I believe... The United States is the greatest country in the world? Yes. Do I believe in our future? Sure. Do I hedge my bets and buy things like gold and silver just in case? 
you damn straight. Lear Capital is your precious metals leader. They are my trusted gold dealer. That's why I recommend them to you. I recommend them, I, I recommend them to my own family members which is why I'm comfortable endorsing them for my show and reminding you that now's a great time to get in while the getting is good. I've got a $500 account credit for you to get started. If you want to buy some gold from my friends at Lear Capital, you got to call that number 1-800-885-2175. Now, listen, I know a lot of you guys out there are pretty young and you might be phone averse. You're afraid of calling people. The only way to get the $500 account credit is to call them. But if you just want to get more information, just want to dip your toes into libertarianism and gold, go to the website, LearAustin.com. That's L-E-A-R-A-U-S-T-I-N.com. LearAustin.com. Get yourself a free gold and silver information packet. They'll tell you how to invest in hard currency. They also have a way to invest in gold, hard metals in your Roth IRA platform. So if you're interested in investing in gold for retirement purposes, you can actually get it from a tax advantage way through Lear Capital. So call that number 1-800-885-2175. That's 1-800-885-2175 or visit leeraustin.com. We love Lear Capital. All right, let's hear more from Javier Malay. He says, Socialism is always and everywhere a violent, murderous, and impoverishing phenomenon. Un fenómeno violento, asesino y empobrecedor. He says these are the characteristics of socialism. Amen. Don't you just love it? He's known for having a very colorful personality and a little bit of a potty mouth. He says you can't give shit leftards an inch. Can you define shit leftist, she says. All collectivists, he says, all kinds of collectivists. But why do you call them shit, she says. Porque son una mierda. Poco sono la mierda. I said porque on accident, which is like, why are they shit? Poco sono la mierda. How am I doing? How's my Spanish? If I'm going to invest in Argentina. Poco sono la mierda. Is that better? I don't know. Maybe it's terrible. We've got a great show left for you to go. The America Shaman is going to be joining us here in about 10 minutes. I'm excited to hear from him. Did you see some of this new January 6th footage that's come out? It's pretty wild. Some of the stuff leads me to wonder if some of these people aren't actually federal agents. And here's why I think that. It's not just a conspiracy theory, but uh, let me play this clip for you here. Take a listen to this and tell me if you hear what I hear. Do you hear what I hear? Well, we go undercover as antiques in a crowd, so can you put that back in? Wait, 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 what? What did he say, huh? What? Uh, excuse me? Um, we go undercover as Antifa in the crowd. Here's the guy. He's getting recorded. He, here's his badge. So they, they, usually they keep those underneath their their jackets there. He's talking to a Capitol Police officer. We go under cover in a crowd. What the hell? We go under cover in a crowd. We go undercover as Antifa in the crowd. So 
Well, that's interesting. And then you can, can you see put that, that he's, back in? Look, there's his badge right there. Well, we go under covers and teeth in the crowd. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Laughed, I guess, to keep from crying there. Now Senator Mike Lee is calling for new investigations into the January 6 events. GOP senator says that a House panel should be probed after the release of these tapes. Take a listen to this. Senator Mike Lee is calling for an investigation uh, of the House January 6 committee after security footage from inside the Capitol was released, claiming that the committee selectively ignored evidence. He says, why didn't Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger ever refer to any of these tapes? He questioned on X. Former uh, reps Cheney and Kinzinger were the only Republican members on the committee. He said, maybe they never looked at them. Maybe they never even questioned their own narrative. Or maybe they were just too busy selectively leaking the text messages of Republicans that they wanted to defeat. God bless Mike Lee. Liberty is winning. Uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson on Friday released 40,000 hours of security footage camera from the Capitol riots. Johnson said that the decision will provide millions of Americans, criminal defendants, public interest organizations, and the media an ability to see for themselves what happened that day, rather than having to rely upon the interpretation of a small group of government officials. This is why we need transparency. This is is exactly the purpose of a libertarian policy that demands transparency and accountability from government officials, because what they will hide in private is to protect themselves, to protect their own asses. Viva la libertad, carajo! More than 1,000 more than 1,100 people have been charged with crimes related to the January 6th Capitol riots, including my next guest, and more than 400 have been charged for assaulting police officers, according to the DOJ. Rioters caused an estimated $1.5 million worth of damage to the Capitol building, according to the architect of the Capitol. It will be fascinating to see this. Mike Lee even says, how many of these people are feds? The Rolling Stone magazine, a leftist claptrap uh, shell of its former publication, says uh, uh, that Mike Lee is pushing disinformation. The senator alleged that a man carrying a vape was actually flashing a law enforcement badge, according to Peter Wade uh, of Rolling Stone magazine. The hit piece is already out. They're flying hot and heavy. No, I say God. no, God, no. No, God, please, no, no, no. January 6th, God, we cannot wait to hear from America Shaman, who's going to be joining us here in about six minutes from now. Many people are interested to follow some of these clips. I don't know if I have time. Uh, to show them all, but I do have time to show you a few. Take a look at some of these, some of this footage before I get the shaman here on the show. At the entrance from the Capitol West Terrace, an officer is holding the door for people to enter. Here we go. Come on in. Man, if the Capitol Police offer you a free tour of the Capitol. Look, there he is, waving him in. Don't take it. Yeah, come on in. We're only going to destroy your life. Brady Knowlton and his friends approach. They believe they're being let into the Capitol. The Capitol Police officer opens the door for them. Here you go. Come on in. Oh, but you're not supposed to be here. Officer's hand seen through the glass on the window from the other side. There we go. Yep. Come on in. Some of these people have been charged with crimes and have not even seen a trial. Complete abrogation of their constitutional rights, many of these people. Some of them did commit crimes. Some of them were violent, and those people should be punished as such, but not everyone who was there did the same things. The Capitol Police let Brady and others walk in 
to the Capitol Rotunda. Ready to go. The Rotunda, Brady walked around peacefully, taking videos and photos like a tourist. Here he is. I've been in that Rotunda many times. It's absolutely disgusting. You know what? It's time for us to get someone who was there. Probably the most famous person who was there. He's now running for Congress as a libertarian. Could he be the next Javier Malay? Don't go away. You want to hear from him, the American shaman. When we get back, it's Jacob Chansley on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Man, we're killing it today. Killing it. Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back here and join us on the show every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central. If you've been hearing the ideas that we've been talking about this morning, economic freedom and personal liberty, if you celebrate like we did the win for the first libertarian president in all of world history last night in Argentina, if you're sitting there and you're smiling and you're loving this content, you're in the right place. So subscribe to the channel and come back and join us here every day, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Central so that you can hear more about news and views like these. Did you see those videos of what looked to be feds dressed as Antifa at the Capitol on January 6th? Yeah, that stuff is sus, sus as hell. Senator Mike Lee apparently believes the same thing. He's now calling for an investigation into the investigation of what went down on January 6th, but you know, I wasn't there. So let's hear from someone who was probably the most famous person on January 6th. He's known as the America Shaman. Jake Angeli Shansley is joining us live right now. Good morning, Jake. We're glad to have you here on the program and uh, congratulations on announcing your run for Congress. Thank you, I appreciate that. And I'm running on a libertarian ticket. Well, you, you might just become America's Javier Malay. So we wish you the best of luck with that, Jake. Tell us about your reaction to this new footage that you see Speaker Mike Johnson dropping from that day. Well, it's not all released yet from what I understand. So I look forward to seeing more released until all of it is released. I won't really be seeing the man's praises, but um, assuming that it all is, then cool. Um, my reaction to it, I try not to react too much. I think that's kind of part of the problem is we're all reacting to what it is that's going on. None of us are proactive or very few of us are proactive. I think that it shows that the J6 committee narrative, the Mockingbird media narrative, much of the DOJ narrative is built on a lie. Hey, well, you won't get any um, disagreement with me or my audience on that. Um, why is it specifically a lie, Jake? Well, because it's, it's like looking through, it's like looking at the world through the peephole on your door. You're looking at it through a very narrow window, a very narrow lens, and you kind of get this fishbowl view. It's very distorted. It's not what it actually is for itself. There's no real objectivity to it. And it, because of how tightly controlled the information and the dissemination of video footage has been, there is not an all-encompassing objective view of what actually happened on that day. Many of the new videos that we're starting to see appear to corroborate claims from January Sixers that they were invited into the building, that they had no reason to expect that they had no right being there, they had no business being there. And many of them have been persecuted 
and prosecuted for essentially enjoying the same kind of capital tour that anyone else might enjoy. Um, was that your experience as well? What we're seeing in some of these new videos, does do you think this vindicates a lot of January Sixers? Well, let's not forget, and this is this is really important. The nuances of the situation are rather complex. In my case, I walked through open doors. However, those open doors were kicked open from inside the building by people that broke in. So my entering of the building is far different than, say, some of these other people who may very well have had the doors held open for them, say, on the House of Representatives side. Um, inside the building, things were largely peaceful, even after I entered. Um, so that being the case, what we're talking about here is there was chaos and violence and, you know, disruption outside the building. There was vandalism. Yes, that those things took place. However, inside the building was largely peaceful. And that is antithetical to the narrative of the Mockingbird media. Uh, that There was a violent insurrection, you know. Jake, uh, why were you there that day? Well, I have spiritual reasons, first and foremost. I was there on December 12th of 2020 in this for the second Mega Million March. So for me, it was about millions of people being assembled on the ley lines of the planet. And because millions of people are going to be, you know, assembled on the ley lines, that's a large surge of energy into the electromagnetic grid system of the planet. For those that don't know what ley lines are, those are the electromagnetic lines that are around the earth. They run through the earth and they're also on the crust. And that's where our Washington Monument, the Capitol building, the Lincoln Memorial, the White House, you know, all these monuments and all these buildings are built on ley lines. So these are like sacred sites. And so my going there was largely spiritual because as a shamanic practitioner who understands the importance of these sacred sites, I wanted to ensure the highest frequencies of energy and positivity and peace and stuff were plugged into the grid. Now, there's other reasons as well. For me personally, and I think many other people there, it was also about the long list of grievances that we have and the long string of abuses that have taken place on behalf of the government to the American people. And I mean, JFK's assassination, uh, Waco, Texas, um, Oklahoma City, 9-11, the Vegas shooting, the Boston bombing, 33,000 emails being deleted, no prosecution, Uranium One, no prosecution, Benghazi, no prosecution, uh, the Russia, Russia, Russia for four years and all of it being a lie, them knowing it was a lie and running with the story anyway, the media lying to us for decades. Um, I mean, it, the list goes on and on. Then there's COVID, you know, <laughs> then there's the BLM and Antifa riots for over 200 days and over 90 to 95% of the federal charges were dropped. Then there's the election. So there's all these long string of abuses that have taken place. And I think the American people and the, the world population are pretty much fed up and done with these people that claim that they're representing us either in government or attempting to rule us through government. Jake, 
why run for Congress, one, and two, why run as a libertarian? Well, I believe in the system that our founders created. And I believe that if we actually had people in Congress that were representing the people and had the courage and the fortitude to push forward a legislative agenda that would disempower the corrupt apparatus, both in D.C. and across the country, then we could actually get back to something that looks like the founder's model for government. Um, why libertarian? Well, here's the thing. The two-party system in America has taken everything from the American people, and they've given us, in exchange for taking everything from us, they've given us more problems, more headaches, more taxes, more poverty, more war, more uh, crisis after crisis after crisis, and less freedoms. So in my opinion, going outside of that two-party system is a way of being the antithesis of everything that's wrong in American politics. And uh, what would you like to do if you become a congressman as a libertarian? What kind of policies, what, what would you like to do on day one? What kind of bills would you introduce? Number one, single bill voting law. That's That's got to be number one. It's It's the first thing. It's one of the most important things because of everything that's to follow after, assuming that it gets passed. Then um, term limit, amendment for term limits for Congress and staff. Um, criminalized lobbying. Seven-figure fines, expulsion, and prosecution for insider trading. Those are the things that I'm running on, the basic things that I'm running on. And uh, I find it very interesting that recently on Capitol Hill, there is uh, lots of talk of all four of these things now that I've decided to run for Congress. <laughs> Uh, well, certainly though, a lot of those things I think I can agree with for sure. I consider myself a small uh, libertarian. Uh, I ran for president as a libertarian myself in 2016, but I joined the Republican Party in 2017 because I was actually very convinced by what Donald Trump had done uh, in his first year as president. And I thought that, um, you know, certainly that he was much more libertarian than many presidents we've had in the past. I, I wonder what your thoughts are on Donald Trump, who's running for president again. Well, I, I'd vote for him if I could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is going to be a problem for some of those people. Uh, let me just pause and reset for those who might just be tuning in to us now live and wondering who the heck these two guys are. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson, and welcome to the Wake Up America show. We're glad to have you here. I'm speaking to Jake. Uh, can you pronounce that last name for me? Yeah, Angeli Chansley. Angeli Chansley. Jake Angeli Chansley is joining me now. You might know him as the America's Shaman uh, of January 6th fame. Well, now he's, uh, he's famous for a different reason. He's running for Congress as a libertarian in Arizona. That's the Phoenix District. Is that correct? Uh, yes, the 8th District in Phoenix, Arizona. Excellent. Well, if you like content like these and guests like these, don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel and join us here on the Wake Up America show every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the show. Jake, so of Libertarians' foreign policy, I got a question of what is the role of the United States government in the world, in global affairs? Do you have any commentary on that? Yes. So <clears throat> we in the United States 
have chosen to create essentially a large slush fund through allowing the government to overtax us. And in the process, what has happened is that they have used bureaucrats and owned members of Congress to redirect those public funds and put them into the private hands of those that are in charge of the war machine. Um, I think that if we would simply change our the way that we spend our money from on weaponry to on livingry, you know, if we would change it from, you know, creating war to creating peace, uh, creating problems to creating solutions, then we can actually have a far greater impact on the global stage than we ever dreamed possible. And countries would want us in their nations. They would want us to have shall we say military bases and stuff like that in our nation in their nations simply because anywhere and everywhere we would go the populations would thrive so i think that what has been done is the united states taxpayer dollar along with our military has been used to attempt to beat the world into submission and i am all for strength and i believe that that peace and strength are synonymous with one another however um it's clear to me that there's a large uh, group of people in D.C. and a very small group of people on a global scale that profit from war. And these people are attempting to create wars where they should not and did not exist before. And I think that once we recognize what's happening with our system and how the American tax dollar has actually funded numerous wars that Congress never declared, then I think that we are going to realize that we have been used to expand the less than one percenters empire and our men and women in uniform have been used by the deep state to push their agenda. I believe in Strength. I, I think military strength is important, especially with rising um, opposition from places like China. But I also at the same time recognize that if and when we have a better system and a better form of culture, one that's symbiotic within uh, the environment or within a country with its people, then, like I said, other countries will beg us to come into their nation and create some sort of allyship. That's a really interesting way of uh, putting that. And it's certainly very unique for a libertarian. Um, sometimes you do hear libertarians who say that they think that we should disband the U.S. military. You just happen to think that we should cut back on the war machine, be less interventionist, but still have a strong military. Is that a fair analysis of your views? Well, yeah, because I understand the threats that are very real in the world regarding these foreign nations. Um, it, the, it is a nuanced issue, and a lot of people cannot possibly fathom nor grasp the totality of the situation regarding China, regarding the global communist conspiracy that Yuri Bezmenov spoke of, regarding entities like the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. Um, I, I think that there's things that libertarians believe in, or at least are supposed to believe and are rumored to believe that I don't necessarily fully agree on. But I do believe that the libertarian model is the closest thing to the founder's model that we have seen in the public sphere. 
Jake Angeli Chancellor, you are the America shaman. You're running for Congress as a libertarian in Arizona in the 8th District. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners and maybe uh, plug your website before we let you go? Sure. Um, my website is ForbiddenTruthAcademy.com. That's ForbiddenTruthAcademy.com. At ForbiddenTruthAcademy.com, we have literally at this point, dozens of hours worth of free content, uh, free courses, free podcasts you can listen to, free interviews you can listen to. There's also some really awesome merch. You can also buy my book, One Mind at a Time, A Deep State of Illusion by Jacob Angeli. You can find that on my website, or you can also find it on Amazon. It's only $9.99. I don't make very much money on it at all. And it's only 150 pages. And I would recommend anybody that wants to understand the deep state, check that book out. I also have a Give, Send, Go. Uh, it's a Give, Send, Go slash free Jake, if you want to donate, because I'm not, I'm not garnering any campaign funds. I'm not asking for people's money. I don't want people's money. What I want is their support. What I'm asking for is their vote. And you don't need money to win elections. What you need are support signatures so you can get on the ballot and votes so you can get to Congress. And that's what it is that I'm asking for is votes, not money. Um, my campaign is going to be antithetical to everything that's wrong with American politics. It is antithetical. I'm not asking for money. All I'm asking is if you want to put food in my belly while I speak for the American people, buy some of my merchandise, buy my book, or go to my Give, Send, Go. Um, I'm not running on the two-party system. I'm running as a libertarian because, like I said before, the two-party system has taken everything from America. And they've only given us more headaches, more problems, more war, more poverty, more taxes, crisis after crisis after crisis, and less freedoms. And finally, I'm not going to be doing any smear campaigns. I believe that if your platform and your ideas, your agenda is the best, then you don't need to smear your opponents. So I'm not going to be smearing anybody. I don't play the mudslinging BS. I'm just going to run on what it is I know the American people want, because while I will be representing the 8th district here in Arizona, I'm also going to be representing all of America in the Congress. Here, Jake, uh, congratulations and uh, best of luck to you on your congressional campaign. We will follow your career with great interest. We'll also follow you over at twitter.com or x.com at America Shaman. Thanks for getting up early. Thanks for joining us and being so generous with your time. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. Think of Jake. Send us a text at 573-319-1586. Sorry about the internet slowdowns. It just dropped to almost zero. I'm going to try and fix it, play a commercial and see if I can fix it. And if so, if I fix it, I will be right back. If I can't fix it, that means that the stream died and it's goodbye. So thank you very much for watching the show. This might be the end. If I have to break the stream in order to try and fix it, that means that I won't be back until tomorrow morning. But if I fix it, then I'll be back after this brief commercial break. Are we back? <laughs> back? Sorry about that. I have two internet connections in this studio in case one goes down and one went down. And so thankfully I had the other one. So we're back. Are we back? Get this thing on? <laughs> we back. Hot Water 824. How you doing, guys? Tell me something. Has today's show been based and red-pilled or what? Jesus. I'm exhausted. Honestly, I can't tell you how much fun I've been having here for the last two hours. And I'm sad that it's almost over. But it's been amazing. Javier Malay becomes the president of Argentina. God bless Argentina. Viva la libertad, carajo. 
We had Chris Spangle on from We Are Libertarians earlier, and we had John Miltimore, and we had the America Shaman, Jacob Chansley. If you want to hear that interview in total and there were some technical problems and you're like, oh, I missed some of this, guess what? I've got the whole thing recorded on my end, so it goes up on an audio podcast here about an hour or two from now. Not to miss anything. So here's what I want you to do in case you're ever worried. You're like, oh, no, I didn't get to hear the whole show. WakeUpAmericaShow.Podbean.com. There it is. That's the audio version of the show. Click that. WakeUpAmericaShow.Podbean.com. Or if you've already got a podcast app on your phone, just type in Wake Up America Show with Austin Peterson. It's kind of a long name, I know, but there are other like Wake Up America shows. They're the fake ones. I'm the real ones. They're the fake news. This is the real news. So if you go to wakeupamericashow.podbean.com, you can download the audio version of the show. Spotify, iTunes, Google Voice, or Google Podcasts, etc., etc., and that way you can hear the latest episodes. And if there's ever any technical difficulties like that, then you don't have to worry about it because I record my side of the show. And that way, you know, all of the Jake Angela Chan- Angelie Chancellor uh, interview makes it to um, the audio version. So you don't have to worry about missing a single minute about that. We've been celebrating the uh, election of Javier Malay this morning. I've been translating his views uh, into English, we've been essentially everything really can be boiled down to this. Which I really think is his most important message where he says socialism is always and everywhere a violent, murderous, and impoverishing phenomenon. Those are the characteristics of socialism. And don't you love his hair? It's wild, right? Isn't that amazing? I love it. He says, uh, this this clip is also really nice. He says, he says, do you know who they are against? Against the libertarians. Because we are libertarians. We are the only ones who dare to confront the politicians and tell them they are not the solution, that they are the problem. The politicians are sort of sociopaths who want us to believe that we are mentally invaded and invalid in every sense because we cannot live without them. But in reality, those who cannot live without us are them. In other words, if the country were divided between those who produce on one side and those who don't on the other, the effing politicians, the syndicalists, the whole bunch of parasites, they would sink and die. Let's separate Argentina into northern Argentina and southern Argentina. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. That's You can find that clip later. I'll retweet it for you right now, actually, so you can get out there and grab that clip if you want to savor it and just enjoy and take a little bath in that. Uh, Drummer Goy says, I love this dude. Yes, I do too. <laughs> Maria Edenbow says, I'm going to thank God for the win tomorrow at Mass. AP said to pray for Javier, did not even hesitate. Good, good, good. Glad to hear that, Maria. It's nice to see you. CJ824 says, interesting hair. Otwater84 says, straight up a cooler version of Austin Powers. You love to see it. <laughs> Sigma male. That's correct. Well, before we go, guys, I do want to say thank you for watching the Wake Up America show. It's been an amazing show. If you've loved it and you haven't clicked like or subscribe yet, why not? Before we leave, click the like and sub because you might forget who I am tomorrow. You'd be like, that was an awesome show. I want to see what he does tomorrow. But you forgot that, you know, I'm Austin Peterson. You forgot this is the Wake Up America show. You forgot that I'm AP for Liberty on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, every social media platform. Follow me on Twitter, x.com, I guess, AP for Liberty. But if you subscribe to the channel, then you won't have to worry about it because you'll know, hey, I just got to go to rumble.com 
I'll see AP for Liberty up there, and he'll be streaming live at the exact same time tomorrow. Time for us to engage in a little Javier Malay capitalism. I'm drinking Martha's Mint this morning. It's frigging delicious. Founding Flavors Coffee sold exclusively at apforlibertyshop.com. That's Martha Washington right there. The beautiful bag of delicious Founding Flavors Coffee. God, it smells so good. Mint it just kind of opens up your sinuses, but it's not too strong. I'm not a fan of like flavored coffees usually, but if it's like understated the flavor, then it's cool with me. I put a little chocolate syrup in mine this morning. So I've got chocolate syrup in my Martha's Mint. So dang good. And it's got tons of caffeine. So I've got lots of energy. I'm like, Javier Malay, I want to go home and get my chainsaw and cut down my local government. Who's with me? The Wake Up America show streams live every Monday through Friday. So make sure that you're liked and subbed before we go. And we'll see you tomorrow here, the home for economic freedom and personal liberty. It's the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com.